Fallout hat too, man. Did you check out the seventh? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll save that for the show. We'll talk about that, and I'm ready. I'm recording. You want to do it? Yeah, man. I'm oh. here. <laughs> All it's right. Been too long. All right. It's the Game Dev Breakdown podcast. My name's Todd Mitchell. There on the screen is John Scheiber. How you doing, buddy? You know, I'm a little tired. It's been kind of a gray couple of days, but, you know, we're making do. The baby was a little bit sick this weekend, so there was some lost sleep also, but I don't know. She's doing okay. Yeah, all this weather has been uh, just depressing. I had to go out to do some shopping. I'm, I'm celebrating a new shirt size. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm up to a 2XL, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not what i expected to hear you say no i um i was sick of my shirts shrinking in the laundry it's a dumb side story but yeah i went out in the rain and it's a bummer and you're you go to stores and you're getting wet on the way in everything's the worst everything's just awful it was raining pretty hard here was it over there yeah it's it's done nothing but rain i think it's probably still raining now Mm. and it's what 50 degrees yeah 50 ish yeah it's maybe even colder now. Yeah, and it's going to get worse. Yeah, for sure. So on we'll that, about something pleasant instead. On that happy note, I'm so glad we're uh, recording again. I I promised everyone that's what we would do. People jumped out of the woodwork right away when we when we put out a new show, season two opener. Like everybody rallied behind that. Great feeling. They we immediately got that five star rating on iTunes. Like I didn't expect that. Good things are happening. So, That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Everybody's been great, and uh, as as according to plan, I'm going to be doing probably a lot of solo stuff, a lot of technical stuff on Mondays, beginning of the week, and uh, Thursdays are our time to uh, get together, talk about what we're playing, talk about what's in the news, hang out a little bit. Cool. I'm into that. Yeah, finally playing something other than Overwatch, so that's going to be exciting. Did you have you seen the new character? Um, yes. What is it? Ash. Ash, I think, is the right, yeah. With the, uh, kind of like the Winchester-style rifle. Right. Yeah, the only thing that I'm disappointed about that is that, uh, the ultimate for that character, the giant Omnic, uh, mech, is just, uh, I wish that was a playable character. Uh, that's the only, that's the only qualm I have with that design. I was like, oh, that was kind of a missed opportunity. He looks pretty cool. Bob. I think yeah. it's called Big Omnic Bot or something. Bastard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> something like that. I, I literally saw like three seconds of intro video and I was like, I don't I don't care about this. <laughs> just uh man, I've still got friends who play it like every single day, and I am just not I'm not that into it anymore. Like I like Overwatch, I like what they did with it. I'm not that interested in playing it every day or trying to prove that my crew is the best or anything like that. We're not. So I know how that goes too. Um, like I was talking to you about a little bit earlier, yeah, I'm kind of kind of in a weird flux of that game. I mean, I can respect some of their design decisions, but uh, it seems like you know the lower skill heroes are being rewarded, and so it doesn't really give you an an incentive to try to succeed as a as a player, you know, that to, to play any of the more mechanically demanding heroes. And so, um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's, I think it's pushing away. If they want to have a competitive, uh, sport kind of a game, I think it's, I think it's pushing away the players that they 
don't and shouldn't be pushing away. Yeah, yeah, I know and what you mean. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of in a weird flux right now. I think honestly, I don't know. It, what, what do you think from a from a design perspective? Would you continue to add heroes to keep that hype train going, or would you try to sit back and balance it? Like if we had to pretend that was our game, like because that's what I was thinking about earlier this week. Uh, or sorry, uh, late last week. Because it, <laughs> yeah. it is only Monday, but. Um, you know, like, what, what, I wonder what I would do. Would I would I stop adding heroes, balance the game better, or, you know, keep balancing here and there and still keep the, the fresh new content? Right. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fair question. I, I return back to it every once in a while, and now, now every time I come back, there's two, three, four new heroes. I, I get why they're doing it because it's at an age now where it wants to sort of simmer. Like a game like that is is sort of like it it would sort of just settle in and people would start to to cool down on it a little bit. I get why they want to reintroduce new characters and all this stuff. I don't know that it always has the impact they want. I think sometimes you come back and there's new people and you don't want to go back to that training mode and you also don't want to jump into competitive, try to learn it there, you know. I think there's no, there might not be any right answer. Uh, I personally, I, I think I would focus on stuff other than new characters. I think I'd be looking at new maps, new gameplay types. Like it seemed like that was really going to be a focus for them. And then playtesting or uh, user groups or whatever <laughs> sort of indicated that like, let's just have new cool new characters all the time. I, I'm not personally that excited by that. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, I wouldn't say alarming. It's just, yeah, it's just not what I expected. I think Jeff Kaplan said in a, in a recent interview at BlizzCon that they have six heroes in their internal, uh, version of overwatch. So, you know, of course they have their version that they test and play before sure. anybody gets their hands on it. And he's, I, if I, if I remember the quote correctly they have six of them like ready to go and it's like wow okay there's a bunch of features that i think really really should be introduced to the game uh that the community seems to want and you know yeah the focus seems to be heroes i don't know it's, it's really interesting to see on the outside like they want and I, i'm all for this at least be able to pick the kind of maps that you want to play and if not in competitive in certain game modes you know, hey, you know, we want to exclude like a like a uh, like a map vote, you know, before the round starts or something. Oh, yeah. like, um, I I thought that would be a great idea. That seemed and, like a no brainer, yeah. Right, and there's there's a few things that the community um, has been posting about that's that's like that. That it's just like wow, you know, why not implement that? And yeah, and he, continuing hero balancing. I don't know. I think if I was developing that game and I had any serious say in it, I think I would put the brakes on new heroes for a little bit, get maps out there. Uh, another thing the community brought up I thought was an excellent idea, and we all know Blizzard is very capable of it, is to create an awesome uh, single-player experience for it and then charge it as like a DLC extra content so they can get more money and um, – create new excitement for the game. I think that would be an awesome thing that with a single player element or maybe a co-op element, like they did the Junkenstein thing, uh, Halloween event. Yeah. I don't know if you mess with that. Have you messed with the PVE element to overwatch in the special events? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. They're so fun. It's pretty cool. 
And um, I think, wow, you know, they could they could do really awesome things with a single player or co-op game. And why not charge people for it? You know, a $30, $40 expansion, I'd pay for it because you know it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I think players want to feel like they have mastered the game, in, at least insofar as they know all the characters very well. They understand the dynamics between, you know, Torb versus Roadhog and, and stuff like that. So that I think that's what leads me to think that all the constant introduction of new characters is maybe irritating to some people. Because in some degree, like every new element, you kind of have to relearn the game. Yeah, I, I get it when I hear people say like that's frustrating. So new new maps, meanwhile, like I get that it's a lot of work, but I can't imagine it's that much more work than a new character. You know, I'm with you on that. I think it would be. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how it is to really work on a game of that nature, of course. But No, I don't either. <laughs> it would definitely seem like it'd be easier to make a map than a hero. Not that either of those tasks are necessarily easy. It's just that the one does seem easier than the other. Yeah. But anyways, there's Overwatch. <laughs> but we, we know Blizzard can't win. Have you heard about this Diablo stuff? I was going to ask you about it because I like I saw like a snippet and then I never returned to read about it. So this is all I know. Fill me in if you can. Diablo, people got excited. Mobile, people got unexcited. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the gist of it. So BlizzCon was going on and, and everybody's sitting around going, man, we haven't heard about Diablo yet. And the, the event is sort of winding down to a close. And... Uh, somebody steps up and goes Diablo 4 is and everybody kind of like yay and he's like in the works it's in the works we're not ready to talk about it but here (laughs) we are talking about it (laughs) but what we do have is this mobile game for you guys and uh, one article I read described it as the the crowd just got quiet and awkward until the end of the event after that oh Um, boy I I like Diablo 3 a lot. I, I didn't really dig into it until they ported it to the Xbox One, and that'll sound funny to PC gamers, but the controller version is just so nice and so fun to play, and you're not just mashing the mouse and all this stuff. It's really convenient. I really like to play it, and I just went back to it the other night. Um, oh, I, I moved my Xbox from one room to another, so it, it was offline for a while. I had a huge update for Black Ops. So Black Ops was pretty much out for the night. 12, 13 gigs at least. And, and oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I went back and I was like, uh, what do I have installed? And I happened to have Diablo 3 installed. So I started a new character. They're still doing like seasonal stuff, and you can do these special seasonal characters and things. It, it's still really fun to me. Like I've been, I've been through the story a couple times now. Like I know what's going on, but it's the kind of game you can just, as designed, you can just come back to it anytime, keep playing. There are new challenges, new quests, and stuff. Diablo Four, like yeah, I, I get it. I get the the demand for Diablo Four. Diablo games are made to last for a long time, from the very beginning. Diablo One, Diablo Two. These games are are well spaced apart. They're built to last, and. I, a mobile game's a mobile game. Like if I could play some Diablo on my iPhone, great. I I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm, I'm hearing that. That's an extremely unpopular opinion. Everyone else is full rage mode. So, yeah, I, I saw somebody. I can't remember who it was. Post something to effect of you know. I wish dev 
would realize that we don't consider our phone a serious gaming platform. And I'm thinking, man, I used to play a uh, Game Boy and a Game Gear. If you handed me something <laughs> like a phone with a touchscreen on it, I would have been ecstatic. That's so. True. I don't see the problem. I mean, it's a phone. Uh, it's not a gaming device. It's not necessarily marketed as such. But at the same time, I don't know. I ain't got a problem uh, considering it something that you could make a game and want people to take it seriously on on a phone. It's a it's a fantastic device. I, I think somewhere in people's heads, they they make it up that if Blizzard would just put these mobile developers on the Diablo 4 team, Diablo 4 would have been ready by now, and that's not necessarily the case. That may or may not be at all true. You know, those they they probably hired that team special for this purpose uh, or reassigned people who are already working on mobile stuff. Like, these are separate skill sets to some degree. Um, now, if it's all if it's all on the same engine, you know, that's, that's one thing, but these are teams that are focused on different specialty areas and it's not, I don't think the existence of this mobile game stole Diablo four from anybody or booted it way back into next year. Uh, I, I think there was room for both of these things to be happening at the same time. And those, a lot of these people are going to play it. They're going to, they're going to, you know, you can, you can either play Diablo at subway or, or you don't have to. And, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that out loud. I would imagine that Blizzard wouldn't do anything to just purposely push back uh, the release of something, you know, so anticipated. Yeah. I just don't imagine them doing that. It just doesn't seem like something they would do, you know. So I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying that perspective that it's taken away from that. Um, you know, if it is, I'll have to take my words back. But I don't know. I don't, I'm with you on that. I don't see them doing that to you know to compromise the main project uh they always seem to be very focused on you know getting the the major things finished and created and out and polished right yeah they they are a, a group that they're, they're the kind of team that's like it'll be done when it's done as a result ideally things are supposed to work better that that has usually been the case and uh you know they're they're not immune to uh launch day issues any more than anyone else but they've got a pretty good track record of putting out very good games so yep let's <laughs> let's let them do their thing it it sounded like they say they're saying now that there are rumors that they fully intended to announce Diablo 4 and something happened at the last minute and they pulled that announcement and we're talking like day of so that usually means there was something wrong. There's a technical challenge or something's going on. So there's some good reason they're not whipping that out today. The good news is that they are working on it. I don't, you know, people just seem like they wanted it like right now today. And I get, like I said, I get it, but that eh, doesn't always work that way. Now, and who knows, you know, with, with rumors like that. Now, yeah. I'm going to ask you this. And it's a little bit of a side deal, but it's slightly Diablo-related. Have you messed with, seen, or known anybody that's farting around with that, um, I believe the game's called Path of Exile. It's free to play on Steam. Uh, it, it's very Diablo-esque. Yeah. Um, Path of Exile, I have not played personally. A funny thing is that I, 
um, I was working on a, a prototype for a game at one time, and I stumbled across that name myself, like as a potential name for my project, and Googled that name, and was like, oh, it's so perfect, and I got like really attached to it and found out it's an existing thing that's been around for some time. So that was very frustrating, but <laughs> I haven't played the game. I know that it is supposed to be sort of a Diablo competitor, and uh, a lot of people really do like it. I've got friends on Twitter who post about it all the time, and some people were mad at Blizzard, and they were like, oh, well, as soon as I heard about this, I, I re-downloaded that, and uh, okay, fine, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I was curious, just kind of what that was doing. I figured, you know, that might satisfy people's cravings for it, but that's how long has that game been sitting out there? It's 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 four or five years old, actually, isn't it? I think it's several years old, and uh, Diablo is now too. So uh, okay. they both they've both been around. I, I would I would check out Path of Exile for sure. I know they they're still working hard on that game. If I had more time, if I wasn't a dad and uh, wasn't playing Call of Duty, Black Ops, and Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> I would uh, I would probably give it a spin. <laughs> Well, that's as good a time as any. Let's talk about that. You've you've gotten off Overwatch, like we said. Um, I have not jumped on Red Dead Redemption. I can't put my finger on why. <laughs> the release time was coming. Like I knew exactly what was going on. I don't know if it's they just like left us out in the cold for too long. Like I could not get excited about it. And I'm the only person I know where that's the case. Everyone else I know was like taking time off work, buying new consoles and stuff, and I just. I was like, I'll get around to it. <laughs> I am playing Black Ops, though. I was the guy that had to go get a console for it. I got a great deal on a refurbished uh, Xbox One S, though, on you're, eBay. You're not the only one. Yeah. God, man, I was so happy I found it. I, I got a great deal, and so I scooped it up immediately. Uh, I didn't take any time off work to play it. I kind of just <laughs> let myself ease into it when I had the time. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I will say is to warn you is that the first four or five hours of that game, I know that sounds intense. Maybe I'm exaggerating because it was so freaking boring, but the <laughs> intro to that game, um, I was very concerned. I was very concerned when playing that because I was like, wow, I really hope that they didn't try to like basically make an interactive movie, like a telltale kind of a game Yeah. out of this. And I figured, you know, that's probably not what's happening. But boy, right now, I, I I had to force myself through the first four or five sessions to like, I had to force myself to make time to play it. Uh, because I was like, you know what, I got this console, I got this game, I, I, I got to play this. Um, yeah. And I got the console for it. <laughs> right. So I have to sit down and play it. And then all of a sudden, when the world opens up, um, I'm going to go out here and say this. Currently, right now. It is my favorite game that I've played in recent memory. And yes, I'm ranking it over any of the other rock stars I've played recently. And, um, well, I mean, that would really just be GTA yeah. five, but, um, and then the previous red dead, I didn't, I didn't play all of the Rockstar games, but anyways, anyways, this game is really good. And, I don't know if it's 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 well I do know it's not so much that I just love the wild west element of it and just the story is, is 
fairly compelling and it's it's the narrative's cool it's the way they do it is really cool but the reason i really love this game and i want to say it's one of my favorite games that i've played and we'll see how i feel at the end of it if it crushed my soul like the first red dead did but uh (laughs) um is that i don't remember a game so committed to itself if that makes sense that makes sense yeah like it's just so committed to what it was what it is that it's like, okay, I can start to respect some of the elements that kind of t- pull you back and make the and make the pacing slower, and makes you you know feel it out like you gotta you, when you set off to do a journey you're like boy it's gonna take me a little while to get over there on this horse, and uh, I kind of like that you know it's it's just really grabbed on to what it was supposed to be and held tight and it did it in a way that's very tasteful. Um, like I said, man, I can't wait for you to try it and get your opinion uh, about it. I mean, it's just so immense. There's so much to do. Um, I don't see myself doing multiple playthroughs though. I see people gearing themselves up for that. I, I've, I've seen some people talking about how they burn through the story and then they're now they're going to do the hundred percent completion playthrough next. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not into that. I don't think this is a game I'm going to play but once all the way through, I just, I don't see that. This is just so big and there's so much there that I think this is going to play through it once, enjoy it, and then put it away for the rest of its life. Yeah. I have seen people on Twitter already talking, talk about how they beat it right away. (laughs) I heard that you probably can't beat it in under 60 hours. So, uh, I got to give it up for people who have committed themselves to playing that 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 quickly, uh, Spider Man that quickly. These these games, it takes me a while to get through a game these days, and this is stuff we've talked about as well. But I loved the first RDR so much, and it's it's just I think it's been the time. It's been so long uh, in my head, like we were never going to see another one, you know, and now now it's back and now I've got these abandonment issues to work through, but it it is fun seeing the clips and the glitches and all the stuff that people are posting about the game. Like it, it seems like, um, it's, it's definitely a return to form from the looks of it. Yeah. You're going to really like it. If you know, if you talking about how much you love the first one, you're going to really enjoy this. Um, so far, the Arthur Morgan character is just fantastic. And, you know, we kind of know how it's going to end. So I'm really interested to see what they do with it to kind of try to make it at least somewhat uh, surprised. Because I think it was interesting that they did the prequel. Um, but, I mean, what else were they going to do, honestly? Because well, yeah. the first Red Dead was basically telling you, hey, this is the beginning of the end of these cowboy era type of a thing the the and so going back so i'm really interested to see what the story does but man i tell you what this is like take take your experience in red dead and then multiply it by like four i don't know i'm really thinking hard here out of all the nights i've played this game i don't know if i've done the same thing twice yet oh boy which is like (laughs) I don't know the last time I've played a game like that. Maybe I, I may not have ever played a game like that ever. I, uh, the side quests are almost better than the main story. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you anything. You need to experience it all. But I, I seriously don't think I've done the same thing twice. Man, yet. That, that is impressive. Uh, it's clear they've made, 
another masterpiece, I would say. I think a lot of people agree with that already. You know, it's it's their best. I th- I really think, and that's saying a lot. I think it's their best, though. I really do. I think I was the first person to alert you to the controversy of the uh, the feminist lady in the game. Who <laughs> I ran into that character, by the way, last week before the the whole thing started about it. I didn't punch her, for the record. Thank you. For those not familiar, it's I, I laugh, but it's like a disappointed laugh. I'm I'm disappointed that we have to talk about this. Uh, there is a lady in the game, for those unaware, who uh, you come across her and she's carrying on about women's rights and, and things of this nature that her, the character is passionate about. Uh, well, what players discovered through uh, their experimentation is that this woman can be attacked and uh, carried off and tied to a train track or fed to a crocodile or whatever uh, manner of other things. So that was very upsetting to a lot of people on Twitter because a lot of NPCs cannot be attacked in that way. Um, Their example was kids and animals can't be attacked in the same way that this character can be attacked. And I don't know, you would have to you'd have to tell me if that's off base or not. The kids, no, but one of the primary functions, features, I should say, of the game is killing and skinning a thing. Oh, that's true, yeah. I recall that from the first one, that's true. They might be talking about the dogs in town, maybe, but like um, one thing I was very surprised about, and I think that article or brief post about the feminists brought it up is that you can't really interact with the prostitutes in this game, which is different than any other rockstar experience that you that you yes. can ever have. Yeah, and um, I kind of respected that mm-hmm. position that they had, uh, and I think that maybe was the thing that really set people off is that you can punch the the women's suffrage lady in the face, but you know you you couldn't do these other things with the female characters that you could normally do. So. I, you know what? I'm going to just say this. I don't think they thought about it as hard as anyone else is thinking about it. I think it's a character that you can punch just like most – I would say 95% of things you can punch in this game. You can punch your own horse for crying out loud. So, <laughs> Which so I've seen, yeah. 95% of the things in this game you can punch minus the kid, and uh, Jack, and uh, I don't know. I can't even really think of anything else. But, yeah, you can punch your own horse for crying out loud. I don't know if they thought this hard. Like, you know what? This is great. We're going to put in this woman's <laughs> suffrage thing, and we're going to give you the option to just deck her. Because you can – I can't tell you how many times I've been running around through town and accidentally punched something or ran into something. And then they get mad, and I start a gunfire, and I get the cops <laughs> on me. or you know. And it's just yeah. like I, this is the nature of the game. And I think this is just an NPC that – is in there, I think it would be even weirder if you couldn't do anything to her because then it would be, well, then wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. There's two, there are two directions this can go from here. And then there's sort of a philosophical element that we can talk about, but I think we're either going to hear from rockstar and they're going to go, we sincerely didn't even think about this. Like we didn't realize she was attackable. I think we're going to hear that it's a property on characters in the code that, you know, uh, you know, can be attacked. It's a flag that's either true or false. And they, by default, most everyone is attackable. And so she was, and they never turned hers off and they meant to something like that. The kids have the property turned off. So you can't attack the kids. I think we're going to hear something like that. However, uh, I think there's probably also room to uh, bring up the fact that 
uh, a lot of people in the same uh, special cause group got really mad at Rockstar about the way they spend their profits and the way they treat their workers and all this stuff. Now, some of it was after this game was already released, so uh, that timeline doesn't entirely match up, but, like, this group and this studio have kind of been at odds in the past. Like, it's always been a little bit of a back and forth, and maybe maybe somebody somewhere up the chain did decide, you know, yeah, this is our little message. Just, uh... Flip the switch and and let her be attacked. I think that's probably a stretch, but I, I know people are going to say that. You you know for sure people are going to accuse them of that. I'm going with what you the former. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I kind of hinted at it, and then you you correctly stated it. I just it's either you can or you can't, and this was a case where they didn't even think about it. You know, because there's another mission where you actually help these where you help these people, hmm. and. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and it's and there's an interesting dialogue in it. And I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it briefly um, because so far it's not a pivotal moment in the story. But there's a, there's a little mission you do where you help the women's suffrage cause, and your guy Arthur Morgan makes his point of view very known about. Well, I don't see there being a problem with it, and he just kind of leaves it at that. I really like the way they've designed this character because they put these social situations in there, and the way he handles it is like the way I see. 90% of the people I know in life were just like, all right, do you. And then, like, that's what this guy's like. He's like, yeah, I'll help you out. You guys seem okay. But at the end of it, he goes, you know, just I don't see there being a problem. Sure, have the right to vote. Um, I'm into that. And then he moves on and he goes back to being a, a criminal. <laughs> goes back so. and does his thing. Yeah. Um, well, and so I showed you a screenshot of somebody who went, well, if this woman can be attacked, I want the children to be able to be attacked. And it was like, it, it made you scratch your head like, where the hell did you come up with this idea? But like, I, I get that the person was trying to be controversial for the sake of making a point. And it, it does bring up the, the question, like, where's the line that you draw in a project of your own? and say who can be attacked and who can't be attacked when you're going for realism. Ultimately you're trying to create an open world where you can do almost anything. So, I mean, I, I guess where would you say you come down on that? Like, do do you think it should just be, you know, no NPCs, all NPCs? I mean, what do you do? Well, and then you're going to start, you're going to, okay. So you're, you're, you're talking about making fallout 76. <laughs> yeah. I you guess. said no NPCs. So I would <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if this was my game, I would leave, I would leave her punchable and just leave it at that. And I would honestly wouldn't even issue a, a statement about this. Frankly, yeah. I wouldn't issue anything about this. It just is what it is. And, and maybe they just, won't. I wouldn't, I'd let it go. I think, I think if you, I think if you issue a statement about this, you add way more validity to the situation than needs to be. It's a game. Um, this is such a small component to the game. Okay, if I was in a special interest group that was concerned about this and this was an ongoing theme, like, okay, he's constantly beating up women and he's constantly beating up the, the you know, he's not fighting the prostitutes or the or the, the criminal ladies in the game. He's, he's always going after this women's suffrage group. You know, they've come up twice so far in my experience. Her, by the way, I donated money to her cause in the game. Just letting people know that. Uh, <laughs> they said my name would be on the foundering uh, founder stone or something like that. But uh, 
I generally play the game as about as good guy as you can, by the way. But anyways, um, you know, it's like it's come up twice and they've had the opportunity to really make a statement about it. And they haven't. It's just kind of. Yeah. Like I told you, he's just like, OK, yeah, I think you should vote. Makes sense to me. You're people, too. And and moves on. And uh, I think they put it in there because that was an issue going on at the time. And it just kind of sets the tone. There's a lot of things in the game like that that are just, you know, there's the, there's the post-slavery element to it, too. <laughs> and there's an interesting there's an interesting dynamic about that. There's a town that's incredibly racist, and there, there's a little interesting side tangents on with that. They just, I think it's just, this is just one of those things in the game that was just there to kind of add, like, in a historical context to what's going on. And, and I don't think any more should be thought of it than that. I, I thought about the same question I just asked you, and I, I came up with an answer that I personally love. I haven't really had, I haven't had to deal with this in any of my own projects because I haven't done any open world stuff. I haven't done anything with a giant cast of characters. However, I think the right approach to this is the exact same code that the Predator lives by, which is basically anybody who has a weapon or is battle capable is fair game. And then, you know, uh, the the elderly and the children and the pregnant women and things like that, you just pass them on and you go after your uh, your trophy person who is a, a combatant of some kind. Um, and it's funny, but like, I, I think I really would take that approach. You know, anybody who may whip out a gun and shoot at me like that person's fair game. I like so. that. It makes sense to me. Um, yeah. So that's where it is. I, I, I'll be surprised if Rockstar says or does anything about this. Like I just said a few minutes ago, I wouldn't. I, I, if, if this was my game, I, I personally wouldn't. This is a flash in the pan. Um, people that are going to be outraged are going to immediately be outraged by something else in the next 36 hours at, at <laughs> the most. So they'll move on past it and call it that. It's not going to hurt sales. It's not going to make people not play the game. I've not seen anyone i know mention it or seem to care about it so if i were them i wouldn't even i wouldn't even mess with it because because if you i could be wrong they might issue a statement about it but to me if you issue a statement about it then you're almost admitting guilt you know what i mean you're almost yeah. it, it, it just don't just don't don't even touch it now, if it becomes a huge firestorm and you got a bunch of people signing a petition and they're trying to get you removed from stores and they kind of force your hand on the situation, I think your explanation of it is, from a design perspective is probably what it is. Okay, yeah. It's just a true or false statement. You can hit this person or you can't. That person just fit into that category because they're a, they were standing on a street corner just like the drunk guy that tried to rob somebody. Um, he's standing on that same street corner. Well, not the, the literal same, but you get what I'm saying. He's, he's, he's in a similar environment or setting as any of the other NPCs and you can kill that guy. Um, so I don't know. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it just is what it is. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch from a business standpoint because like you said, if, if they acknowledge it happened, they will be expected to, to answer the question, what happened? How did it happen? And uh, I don't know that they're going to put themselves through that. So I, I think you you may be right. So speaking of tricky choices, have you heard about uh, Rainbow Six being in the news? No. Rainbow Six Siege 
has been altered by uh, Ubisoft to, <laughs> the way Reddit puts it, cater to the Chinese government. Uh, basically, if <laughs> basically if they wanted to have the game playable uh, in that region, they were required to make a bunch of changes to like maps and icons and just all kinds of stuff. Like China has very specific. Um, some would say inconsistent rules with what can be uh, included in a game or uh, pro- it probably spills over into other forms of media as well, I'm sure. But it, it's always been fascinating to me, the game industry trying to include Chinese players, but either catering or not catering to uh, this sort of censorship. Um, I, I would say, check it out. Uh, this article was at PC Gamer. And I think it was from like eight hours ago. So this is all pretty fresh. I haven't heard such a thing. Now, now this is the businessman side of me coming into it, thinking about being the developer in this case. Why, why not? I mean, if you got to do some, I don't know. Okay. I haven't read the article. If you have, maybe you could answer some of these questions, but unless this stuff is extremely drastic, why not appeal to a giant demographic of humans to, to, to sell your product i mean it just kind of is a no-brainer if you just got to change a few things and and call it that and then you open up to a whole nother market yeah now if it if it's if it becomes if it's drastic i would say maybe you could get up in arms about it but again like i haven't read the article so uh, I mean, what, what what's your take on it? Are they doing dramatic things to it, or are they just kind of a, appeasing a few set of rules and just to get it into a new market? Um, so apparently, and, and I had to read up on this a little bit, but apparently this is pretty common for studios to have uh, two different versions of games. So they'll release a, a game that's basically we'll never see the version and it'll just be whatever they want to see, whatever censorship, whatever changes, whatever. And I mean, that's not so uncommon throughout history. Different groups have done this and you know, you're making a game for Disney and they don't want certain things in their game. Like developers have to do this sometimes. I I get the groups that are saying, uh, this is censorship. This is, you know, you're, you're pandering to this oppressive, whatever. Um, I think, I think that's maybe a little naive. I, I think maybe they're just being exposed to it uh, for, if not the first time, like it's very unusual that they see this stuff because usually there are those two different versions. What Ubisoft wants to do is have the same game playable everywhere. So that's why we're sort of getting a, a eye full of this. And they put out release notes. They explained that they're going to make some changes. And I... I don't know if they linked it directly to that in the notes, but people figured it out right away. So, okay. I I think I largely agree with you like if if you can have players play your game in China or anywhere else, you probably want to. I have a game that is not allowed in China. I I learned <laughs> I had I had no idea, but I looked at the um, I looked at iTunes Connect for uh, letter taps and it explains all the pricing information around the world, which you can make changes to and stuff like that. And I have a short list of countries my game is banned in. And I know there are some games you can play in China. And I don't know if it's because mine teaches basically the English alphabet or, or what it is, but uh, 
I'm I'm almost positive no human was on the other side of that decision and went like, <laughs> screw this guy, <laughs> like we're not. Don't bring your letters and number game for kids into this country. I I think it was probably just an automated policy that went, no, you can't do this. Um, but I've got a game banned in a couple of countries, and I don't know. You know, if I, if I knew of something I could do to get that available to kids over there, I, I'd probably do it. Yeah, I I actually have a I I have a decent guess on why your game would probably be banned in other countries. Let's hear I it. bet you they put a blank just like you said a computer did it, and I bet you they put a blanket ban on educational material from any other country. I bet that's what it is because I, I think that's it, a safe bet. To me, it seems like China China would do something when it's mostly communist regime would do something like, well, we don't want you to be indoctrinated through any other viewpoints. And I bet right. you that just anything educational from a different country is just pfft, shut down. I, I think, yeah, I think largely their, their strategy is to, ba- I'm sure they would call it something like curate what they bring in. Um, yeah. and, and mostly it's just block everything out. Did, did you, <laughs> you see the thing I, I posted on my page about how they're putting up, they're trying to put ar- artificial moons into space. Yes. <laughs> and, and I, you weren't the only person that put that up so it was like whoa but I was probably the only person to joke that it was just a spotlight they're going to use to make sure no one's using Facebook <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't have a lot of patience for stuff like that. It's like let your people do what they want to do. I'm I'm sure I'm not exactly a revolutionary for saying that, but uh it's frustrating to watch. And uh yeah, I'm I'm sure if I had like a bigger more successful game and I was actively dealing with like how can we bring this to your, you know, to your citizens and they were giving me hell about it. Yeah, I'd be frustrated. Absolutely. Exactly. And then people trying to come at Ubisoft on that. Like I said earlier, from the businessman perspective and me, uh, why wouldn't you want to tap into China? It's a, and it's an enormous market. Oh, yeah. So go get that. Go get that, go get that money. And, I, know, uh, I know they're on Clash Royale. That's about all I can tell you. <laughs> and uh, um, they, they probably play Player Unknown Battleground, I bet. I think I've heard that, yeah. Oh yeah, they do. I they do because that's a controversy in the community is with the Asian servers. Um, but yeah, that's. I'm sorry. I, I'm I've all of a sudden taken myself into an emotional uh, PTSD with PUBG because I wanted to like that <laughs> game. You know that I've been there too many times. We talked about it so many times. I wanted to like that game so bad. But anyways. Well, and and this is a fine point to uh, bring up. You said you did like the Blackout version of Black Ops, which is oh, basically their version of the same thing. It's it's what Blue Hole needed to do with Player Unknown, mm-hmm. and I'm honestly surprised that game still has people playing it. Yeah. If anyone has seen or played Black Ops, and you know what? Now that now that we're talking about China. I'm wondering, I don't know, I'm wondering if Black Ops is not playable in China um, or there is a different version. I don't know. So, you know what? That might be why. Because, I, I mean, the blackout is just, it's the way that needed to be. I know the BR thing is just ridden to death. I don't really care to play any other BR game. Um, lately, I've been playing a lot more of the multiplayer on cod but the oh, black too. is just 
really good br it's super fun there's a few things on there going on a little tangent real quick there's a few things i'd like to see on there they need to be need to make more sniper and tactical rifles um spawn because the long game like if you get a guy that gets a care package and he has level three armor and he gets the rifle he pretty much wins the game it seems and it's just they need something i always have a uh, an ar with no scope and iron sights, and I'm stuck in a long battle <laughs> with the guy, and it's like, okay. But if you get that sniper rifle, it's huge. Um, but, yeah, other than that, man, that mode is fantastic. But, man, the multiplayer on that has just got its talons in me right now. I'm having a blast. Well, the um, I can tell you coming from Fortnite over to uh, Black Ops uh, Blackout is – people joke like Fortnite is for babies and stuff like – I felt it. I felt that transition because right away, uh, Blackout is like a much more unforgiving scoring system. It is not impressed that you survive to the uh, upper half. <laughs> not if at you, all. If you didn't kill anybody, like you wasted 20 minutes. Uh, and and I was interested in that. I played, I've played, I don't know, probably 10 rounds now. I'm with you. I'm having a lot more fun in the just standard multiplayer lobbies and i'm i've played that with some friends now and we've had a couple of good nights um i think that leveling system is a lot more consistent with what call of duty normally is um the other modes <laughs> they've been called a grind and uh they are they're they're kind of grindy it's it's hard to impress that game when you're not doing like standard domination or uh you know uh, kill confirm that kind of stuff yeah now, now, in this recent update, I, I, I am kind of unhappy with with how they've had it set up to where you can't do like that uh, mosh pit with a party anymore. That really oh, yeah. disappointed me. You know, where 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 alternates between like team deathmatch and kill uh, kill confirmed team, and right. now you can't you have to do it solo. I don't know understand why they did that. I'm like I'm really confused by that because I was trying to group up with people the other day, and I'm like, why can't we play mosh pit? That was one of our favorite modes was that one that goes like from Team Deathmatch to Kill Confirmed. And uh, now you have to be in a single party. That's like... Ideally, you want both. You you want a version you can play with parties and then you want to... I really appreciate, as someone who doesn't always get to play with friends, um, my friends are pretty consistent because not all of them are parents yet, so they can always get on at the same time. And like sometimes... Uh, my little one will stay up till, you know, 10, 10 30 <laughs> when he's got school the next morning, which is insane for a three-year-old he's partying like a college student. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll bring my sorry ass down here at 11, 11 30 and like, I can play two or three rounds and I'll just be tired tomorrow. And that's fine. Uh, I appreciate a solo playlist that I can jump into and not be just super taken advantage of by a team that calls themselves a clan and has, uh, tryouts and <laughs> that kind of thing. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm with you on that. But yeah, the, to have the party element back to some of those game modes would be nice too, though. I like what you said. It'd be ideal to have both both modes on that. But yeah, no, I'm actually um, I'm actually digging it, man. I really am having a lot of fun with COD. Uh, it's been forever since i've played a call of duty game and this one is just seeming really fun to me probably partially because i haven't played one in forever and um it's probably also because it's actually fun i I know people that have been playing cod for a while and said yeah i'm having fun um 
just don't watch Doctor Disrespect stream. He he uh, he. I think he broke his mouse the other day playing it. <laughs> Which is which is very comical. I, you know, it's he's 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 interesting. <laughs> he's I don't watch a lot dude. of streamers, but for some reason, I tune into him every now and then. Him and right. CDN, CDN the third. Mm. I don't know if you know who that is. I do not. Oh, you know, that guy is. Just, I only watch him for the 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 comedic element to it. I mean, he totally seems like a person that we went to high school with, and <laughs> uh, it's incredible. He was he was on. Um, he was on a, there was a show, gosh darn it, I think you've, I know you watched it, and I know I watched it, and I can't remember what it was called, and I can see it though, where they had like a group of gamers, it was very brief on TV, and they had a group of gamers, it was almost like like a Fear Factor vibe, hmm. and, uh, he was actually on that TV show way back in the day, um, and then nothing ever happened with him. And then he slowly worked his way up through that. But anyways, there's the story of some guy that you've never heard of that you that you probably don't care about. <laughs> that's, still, that's still a heartwarming tale. I like to hear about stuff like that. But uh, uh, he gets on that. He gets on COD too, and, it, and it's just it's it's pretty funny. He's a uh, he he's a really big. You mentioned Fortnite. He's really big into that. And watching him play that, I've, it made me a little bit better at that game. I haven't haven't really invested that much time in it though. Um, I just prefer COD. I like the style of it. I, I don't knock Fortnite by any means. I think it's kind of cool. I respect uh, Epic for kind of for for really you know again like I said I, I what I liked about Red Dead is they owned what they were and I think that they did that same thing with their BR game. They didn't try to conform and make their BR game the other BR games. They stuck to what they do, and they're like, hey, crafting and building things is an element in this game. Yeah. Uh, and stuck to it, and it's it's pretty neat. Now, I can't build worth of crap like that, even when I program my mouse to do, like, yeah. the hotkeys. Those guys can build skyscrapers in 30 seconds, and I'm on the ground trying to figure out if I reloaded my gun or not, and then I'm dead. <laughs> I've said this before. I think it's a lot easier to play with a controller. So if you're playing on the Xbox, I think I think you can uh, probably survive a little better. I, I wanted to, like, I paid for the season or whatever when it when it changed last, and I went, okay, I'll, I'll make sure I play enough to uh, keep buying the the next thing without spending more money, and then you know that'll be my my Fortnite fix. And I I found I quickly found that I didn't want to do it that much. I did, I did the exact same thing. It's funny you mentioned that. I did the exact same thing. Right. I, I'm not sorry that I threw him ten bucks, but like I, no. I probably won't do it again. So no, I'm I'm 100 percent with you on that. They they did a that's a good game. It's a good yeah. game. Good for them. Ten bucks is a drop in the bucket for how much fun I had with it when we were playing it more. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm gonna uh, now now on a different note. Have have you heard anything about the other? part of that game going free to play i'm really interested in playing the pve element of that and it was supposed to go free to play i thought this year i'm, I'm hearing like sort of confusing cross chatter about that I, I know it's come up and i'm not sure where they came down on that i would think that would be a really really good idea for them to do um you know kind of draw in some more but i mean at the same time i can't blame them what's honestly i'm surprised that's even hanging on because it's just like that br took took the world by storm yeah i i have no doubt they've <laughs> they've well paid for their own time and their own investments in this so um 
if you can apply the same model to the other half of the game, it's probably wise. I've never played it, and if if there's a, a pay-to-play element to it, I, I probably never will. No, so. I'm with you on that. I don't think I would buy that. But, um, I mean, that's how it started. And so I, right. I, I'm interested to see, you know, they have to have some kind of core fan base there because that's how the game started. And I'm interested to see, like, what are they doing there? Are they Are they... I'm going to look that up after this. I'm, I'm yeah. really curious now. Have they abandoned that? I hope they don't abandon those people. I don't think they will, though. I don't think they will. That would be not. a very, very terrible idea. Yeah. Well, time has flown. I want to fit one more thing in. Tell me if you are as excited as I am about the PlayStation Classic. It kind of depends on if this was something that you grew up with or not. I wouldn't mind playing some Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, yeah, Twisted Metal's in there for sure. I think it's a pretty good list. There are things missing. For me, it was Jet Moto. I would have loved to see Jet Moto on the list. I know everyone else is worried about Crash Bandicoot. A bunch of people I know are just all over the Crash Bandicoot. I get that. I understand. Uh, it's It's not a deal breaker for me. I think the list they put together was better than I would have expected. Uh, there's a, a classic Tekken in there. There is Metal Gear Solid, which I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed they've got Final Fantasy VII in there, Grand Theft Auto, the first one. Ooh, Resident Evil's Director's Cut. That was a good game. People love that. Yeah, I didn't play that one too much. Uh, first Rainbow Six. What else? Raymond is on there. Siphon Filter. That's cool. Um, I'm looking it up. I didn't actually look at the full game list. So, like, when you're bringing this up, I... Uh... They made me want to go grab it. Right. Pull this it, old Destruction Derby. I'd be all over that, too. That was a good one. That was a really good one. And it's already less than a month away. It launches on December 3rd. I don't I don't think it will be a pre-order thing for me. So if they're sold out on the first day, well, that'll be fine. I'll get one later or I won't. But I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't mind having one of these. It's a pretty cool thing that they're doing. I, I haven't looked specifically at, like, it looks like it just uses regular controllers, you know. So sometimes little technical details make these things viable or not. I uh, I'll probably pass on this, but I'll come play yours because uh, you, you know, that. like I'm I'm looking through this and, and nostalgia is kicking in. Like Rainbow Six, man, is where I cut some serious teeth. Yeah. Um. On on hardcore first person shooters, man. So and then Cool Borders. Yeah, this is a good list, man. This is a good list. I'm into this. A lot of people will overlook this one, but Intelligent Cube was on the demo disc a lot of people played back in the actual day when they were first cranking these things out. A lot of people who bought the PlayStation and some didn't even have any games yet got that disc and you could play a few levels of Intelligent Cube and like that is going to hit the spot. If I can do like some of these are just like, oh my God, I'm so I never thought I'd play these again. So happy to do it. And yeah, I don't, I, I don't I know, maybe, for that. maybe you get something like this and a week later you don't care anymore. I don't know. But it seems like something that'd be awesome to have. I mean, that's a good, that's a good list, man. If I was going to put something together like that, I, I don't know if I would change much about that. See, that's what I said. Like more than half the list, I would not touch. And that's, no? a, that's pretty high. That's a high ratio. It is, man. It is. It kind of yeah. makes me want to play that first Resident Evil again. 
the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, like, I would have changed big, huge portions of those lists. I think this one's probably the closest to what I'd like to see. And people don't like this thing. They're, people, <laughs> people are looking at this list like, nope, it's a deal breaker. It doesn't have uh, X, whatever X is. Like we said, usually crash. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a that's a good list to me. So I'm into it. That's like that when I see that list, I definitely think of the PlayStation days. Yes. So I I think it's mission accomplished for them, and I I'm looking forward to it. It's awesome. Yeah, let me know how that is when you get one. Yeah. So I am calling this a successful return for the uh, the fun news bullshit portion of the show. Um, there's. <laughs> so, something caught my eye on Twitter. A lot of people are starting to do little fan game projects. Like I saw somebody doing like a little cutesy version of Master Chief running around so they could make their own Halo. Somebody's got a Star Fox going. Somebody made a fantastic uh, Metroid adaptation in Unity. Like people are doing some really cool stuff, and it's kind of got me. I kind of have that itch to try one of those of my own. Like. We, we put together a super good start for something like a super monkey ball, something yes. like that. There might have to be a little bit of a creative project there. So just, cool. just sort of teasing a, a seed of something. So, yeah, uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping you'll be back with more fun news and silliness. And I'm working on some uh, creative and informative things i I don't want to use the word educational but i i do want to use the word informative there you go i want i want to make this worth people's time so i I think we're doing that and i think we're having a good time along the way so uh, thanks for taking the time everybody uh subscribe to the game dev breakdown podcast on itunes google play stitcher anywhere you can find it it's pretty much everywhere and uh keep leaving us those those beautiful five star ratings which we appreciate so much we're officially five stars on itunes which and the numbers shot up immediately it was it's so stupid how that works but like they will not show you to anyone else they will not uh send any traffic your way unless you've got that that staunch five star uh standard but we've got it now which uh is all thanks to you guys we really appreciate that so Uh, Stick with us, get in touch, let us know how to make this the show you want to hear, and we will be back with more on Monday. Monday.